Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 94. Alex, 94. Yeah, man. Japanese launch of the PlayStation 94. It's a special app, you know. What we got for these people, man? Well, you know, not that many people probably are the same, but like me and you, if you're down since day one, it's a special episode. (laughs) It is indeed. And what better way to celebrate a special episode than talk about awards that our baby PlayStation games are winning, talking about remakes, talking about PSVR 2. We're talking about money investments. We're talking about the return of a game that I didn't think was going to come back, but oh my God, we're going to have to deal with it again. And obviously talking about eFootball. But (laughs) before we get into all that, listeners, as you heard, I am joined by my co-host himself, Mr. Alex Sylvester. How are you doing, Alex? I'm all right, Mr. Sunny Sangir. I'm doing good, mate. I'm quite hyped up because it's been a week. You know, we had a great week last week, um, special up, and I'm really hyped to go into the news this week, man. Because we've, wow. we've we've missed we've missed the audience, we've missed that connection delivering the the freshest the freshest news. That's and, it, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're the first on the scene that deliver it in a cool way. But oh, yeah. yeah, you mentioned last week's episode. Uh, we had a it was episode ninety three, so it was actually an episode of the latest PS five and. If I burp, I apologize. I've got the hiccups. <laughs> but um was like Rick and Morty. You're right, Rick and Morty. Like Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, we had an opportunity to sit down and interview developers Team Kill Media, who are developing Quantum Error. And oh my god, if you have not heard that episode, it's about an hour long. They're answering the listener questions. And they go into detail about how they negotiate and talk with Sony. Mm-hmm. Amazing detail about how the dual sense controller works and audio wow. and Unreal Engine 5. It is an absolutely stunning episode. So just go to the previous week's episode, episode 93, have a listen to that. Absolutely amazing. But Alex. Yeah, man. Right. Uh, <clears throat> what have you been playing? Uh, the only game I've been playing uh, for the past two months now has been Tetris. So. Uh... <laughs> 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 now everybody knows you know what it is you know we haven't got to the i haven't got to the um the finish line just yet i'm just still going around just just messing around with shit to be honest man i'm loving the west it's just a great world just to get lost in there and i can't wait right after this i'll be diving back into it man so uh sorry fans sorry but not sorry <laughs> uh, no i'm the same i'm still playing it like i'm at an, i'm at a stage now where I can get around the map faster. Anyone who's clocked the game knows what I'm talking about. Um, thank you to an assist uh, in the game who gave me the option to do this. But 
I just take my time because I know I can just go and do the story and then come back and do everything and go for the platinum. But I want to do it before I get to the story end. Like I want to get it all done. So I'm just taking my time, messing around, fucking up some thunder jaws. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just beefing up that notepad, man. I'm just loving it. And just like the lug. And obviously the kids are loving the, the new mechs as well. I can't even remember all the names, but I brought them in. They'll be able to ream them off, man, from one to 30 something. But yeah, anyway. there's loads. There's loads. Um, and there's Apex versions of them as well. Yeah, the very really easy. Oh, yeah, it's mad. It's yeah. mad. But um, as you heard at the top of the show, listeners, you can subscribe to Patreon, get this episode up to three days early and advertisement free. With that being said, Alex, we've got a lot of news to get into this week, so I'm going to throw it over to you for news story number one. Uno, yeah, ek, eins, un. <laughs> Let's see, under, what are you doing with toy? Anyway, uh, the past week saw the prestigious 2022 BAFTA Awards take place as PlayStation Studios Games Returnal from Housemark won four awards. I mean, that, that, what do they call that? They call that a, a clean sweep. As uh, Sonic said at the Grammy Awards, which cracked me up. Uh, but anyway, uh, and Ratchet and Clank also, you know, riffed apart from Insomniac taking home two awards. Uh, Jane Perry, voice actor from uh, for Celine uh, from Returnal, took home the award for Best Performer in a Lead Role. Uh, while elsewhere, Returnal also won um, Best for Audio Achievement Music um, and the biggest award of the night for Best Game. Best game, jeez, dude. Yeah. Before I jump on, I mean, that's 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 just that's intense. You know what? It's the one thing I like about that, the BAFTAs. It's the perception is what the Game Awards are saying, right? But the Game Awards is not a real award show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You look at GDC. Oh, that will give you an indicator of what games are legitimately there. And Returnal yeah. fared really well at the GDC. And I'm not surprised, you know, we spoke about this when we did the BAFTA latest PSX and we did our predictions and Returnal was the outside prediction for both of us because it yeah. is such a unique game. There's no other game yeah. like it in the category. So anything that was in that list could have won, deserved to win, except yeah. Forza. Um, so it was, uh, <laughs> that game don't deserve to win. Um, <laughs> it was so, just a glass version of what's already out there. And what Returnal <laughs> was something new, something fresh, uh, kind of like what Team Gills do with uh, Quantum Error, man. So I, I liked, I like that. I like that really, Returnal really feels like next gen, right? So um, definitely. Well, it's not on PS4, is it? So on PS4. Um, uh, so also, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart uh, won both technical, uh, won an award for both technical achievement and animation. Not Deserted, surprised. So. Not surprised. What a game. What a game. Um, and on a side note, the beloved indie title Unpacking, which is due to come out, um, come, to, uh, come to the PS5 and the PS4 uh, sometime this spring, won two awards for Best Narrative and EE Game of the Year. Wow. So that's that's well done for them, man. Well done for them. I haven't actually played that game or seen it. Is it any good? Uh, it looks really, really interesting. Definitely going to give it a go when it comes out on PlayStation 5. But just going back to Ratchet and Clank, technical achievement animation again. I'm not surprised at no, all no. that we spoke about it when we had asked him on the show what game is best to show off the PlayStation yeah. 5, and it was down to these two Returnal or Ratchet and Clank, yeah. you know. So easily, hands down, and it would showcase the uh, the SSD, isn't it? I mean, this was just a perfect platform to showcase how fast right. this beast is of a machine. House Mark is amazing, but right now, to this day, right now, if one the impact player for this generation from PlayStation Studios is not Naughty Dog, it's not Santa Monica, it's not that, it's Insomniac. They're yeah. the, the hitters, they're, they're, they're landing. Dude, yeah. Miles Morales, Ratchet and Clank, okay. Spider-Man okay. 2, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah they're going to dominate this generation. 
and they're giving us what we want, you know what I mean? Like delivering the narrative, the gameplay, the style, using all the tech that we've come to now know and love um, and, and our fingertips. So I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that they're actually doing this now. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're speaking uh, about developers who love oh, tech yes. and innovating. Number two in right, the news this week, <laughs> Control Developer Remedy Entertainment has confirmed that Max Payne and Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne remakes are both in development with Rockstar Games. Nice. A short announcement was made through Twitter simply announcing that both these classic action titles, titles will be coming back to modern consoles, though there was no mention made as to whether or not the third game will be remade. That needs to be remade. It's so good. Mm-hmm. According to the press release, Remedy approached Rockstar for the opportunity and they'll release the remake, remakes on current generation consoles only. Alex, Max Payne 1, Max Payne 2. I'm sure we spoke about this last week. In we just, spoke about it. We spoke I mean? about it. And this is just amazing how it's actually happening. And like, it's perfect that Control or Remedy, you know, is bringing it or is taking the feet. Uh, obviously, Control is an amazing game. Uh, was it Alan Wake as well as the next game that they did, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is good. But come on, Max Payne. I mean, this was the one game that really, truly made you feel like Neo. If Neo went through this type of shit that he went through, like losing his family, wasn't it? This this will be alcoholic abuse. Alcoholic abuse, you know what I mean? Going around trying to Insomnia. pick up as <laughs> you can. You know, this this would be Neil. <laughs> this would be Neil versus Neil slash John Wick. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm so glad that they're bringing this franchise back, and it's a you know it's a worthwhile franchise. Um, yeah, you did touch on uh, Max Payne Three as well. Obviously, it's still it still stands the test of time today. Max Payne Three, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it looks beautiful, man. It's a stunning game set in the Brazilian favelas. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so totally. it's uh, yeah, exciting times. It's good that there's remakes, but at the same time, I just hope Remedy aren't diverting a whole like team dedicated to it. It's just a side project, hopefully, because we, we want to see the sequel like a full blown sequel to control. We want to see a new IP, not mm-hmm. just Max Payne one or two. But if they were going to remake something, I'm happy it's a narrative game. It is, it is, and it just makes you think like, what will they learn from Max Payne, which they will then bring over to control. You know, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited, man. I mean, this is, this is good news. This is really good news. So you're listening to a podcast, huh? Got your headphones on. That's nice. You know, one time I got a dice stuck in my ear. It was not pretty. Don't ask how it happened. Anyway, you may know me from this little game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, you, you don't. Okay, well, uh, let me paint you a picture. It's wizards, dragons, weapons, great explosives, big old guns, little young swords. Yeah, it's awesome. Tina's Wonderland. Available now on the Epic Games Store. What if you could test your blood in your own home, but just a drop? All episodes now streaming exclusively on Disney+. Plus. This machine is going to change the world. The Dropout, an original series. Anybody who doubts my company doubts me. Of how Elizabeth Holmes lost everything in the blink of an eye. We have to stop her. Inspired by the unbelievable true story. You don't understand the business. And you don't understand the science. The Dropout. All episodes now streaming exclusively on Disney Plus. 18 plus subscription required. T's and C's apply. Uh, so some fresh PSVR 2 news. I know out there really wants to hear about this because we're, we're, we can't wait ourselves. So Sony will launch the PSVR 2 in 2023. Yes, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, and will support AMOLED screens. Um, according to the display supply chain consultant CEO, Ross Young. 
Uh, speaking in a report on the company's website and later a tweet promoting it, Ross implied that the PSVR 2 was originally due out this year, uh, but a delay has pushed it to 2023. Uh, he said, AMOLED will be back uh, thanks to the launch of the um, Sony's PlayStation VR 2. We're expected these AMOLED panels to have a pixel density well above 800 PPI, which is a record high for mass-produced AMOLED. Uh, the VR display shipments is to rise also to about 50%, um, between 50% to uh, 15 million in 2022, despite delays to 2023 at Apple and Sony. Obviously, everybody's scrambling for this technology because it is just a ship right now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So while Sony has not yet announced when PSVR 2 will launch, Young's comments echo our own discussion a few weeks back uh, that the headset would arrive for the first quarter of next year. And yes, we believe it will happen. First quarter yeah man come on so you might as well start saving your money the question is how how much is it going to cost now i mean they've confirmed amoled screens you know that's not going to be cheap mm. what yeah. is amoled <clears throat> amoled is like the dog's bollocks especially when it comes to the technology. <laughs> you've, seen, you've, you've seen the playstation Vita. you've seen the nintendo switch you've seen it on most phones these days but amoled is pretty much the creme de la creme when it comes to oled screen technology so you've got the, the deepest of deepest blacks you've got the bright well the brightness isn't as great but it's the best that you can get um you know when you compare the quality of image that you get. Um, obviously the lcd panel would be a lot better but it doesn't it's not as it doesn't have the best blacks it's another truest blacks that the led lcd is more to the the lighter um the lighter hues like the whites mm. amoled is great for blacks and richness you know vivid colors and samsung tend to use that a lot and obviously samsung make the majority of the screens for apple and pretty much every screen that you see out there so when they're talking about trying to get those panels they're fighting samsung because <laughs> mm. Samsung, they're trying to get the uh, the contents of Samsung. But anyway, it's really good to hear that they're going to be produced, putting these screens in the VR2 headset, which means not only are we going to have like a beast of a machine, you know, giving all those freaking glorious graphics on there, it's going to look glorious just natively, you know, um, with a display screen that they have. So it'll be really interesting as well if the PSVR2, and it should do it, supports what the PSVR did, where it gave you that, um, you could use it as a TV. For the vr so you could just play normal playstation in there like you know because you could do yeah. that like you sat in a cinema remember with the original ps4 yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. 1080 so this should give you like 4k oled style basically my tv in your vr headset not yeah. as powerful but still there right up still there, there. You know what I mean? and it's just it just makes you think like you know with you don't need to buy all you, you don't need to buy oled tv you just sit there with the vr on playing you know what i mean <laughs> you know what I mean? you've got that whole movement as well and not to mention you know with the vr world the metaverse you know being introduced as well this is going to be a perfect accessory uh, for when that era you know uh, mm. comes to play so yeah man re really nice really nice but speaking about meta this next story is going to be touching on that yeah definitely number 4 epic games has announced that Sony Corporation has invested $1 billion in the company in order to help push its creation of the metaverse and support its continued growth. Wow. The PlayStation manufacturer is already an investor within Epic Games and is joined by Kirkby, the investment firm behind the Lego Group, who also invested $1 billion into the studio. Tim Sweeney, this guy is like the overlord of the video game industry, let's be honest. Tim Sweeney, CEO and founder of Epic Games, commented, as we, as we reimagine the future of entertainment and play, we need partners who share our vision. We have found this in our partnership with Sony and Kirkby. 
This investment will accelerate our work to build the metaverse and create spaces where players can have fun with friends, brands can build creative and immersive experiences, and creators can build a community to thrive. Right. My lifelong goal is to create PlayStation Home. I'm only joking, I added that bit Because <laughs> that just is PlayStation Home, what he's talking Probably, about. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Tim Sweeney wasn't the only one that commented. Sony's uh, <clears throat> Sony Corp's chairman, president, and CEO, Kenchiriti Yoshida added, as a creative entertainment company, we are thrilled to invest in Epic to deepen our relationship in the metaverse field, a space where creators and users share their time. We are also confident that Epic's expertise, including their powerful game engine, combined with Sony's technologies, will accelerate our visions, such as efforts as the development of new digital fan experiences in sports and our virtual production initiatives. Ooh. With that one billion dollars, Sony now owns five point four percent of Epic's game shares. Wow! Wow! One wow. billion, mate. One billion—that's a lot to unpack. Could have bought you the entire company, like you know, <laughs> ten years ago. Ten years ago, but yeah, yeah, fine. But like now, just five point four percent, and doesn't like ten cent have some as well? Ten cent spent like half a billion and owned like thirty percent of it, but that was oh, what they got in early. <laughs> Jesus, jeez. But um, I mean, this is perfect. Obviously, uh, kind of like what we're talking about, the VR, uh, the PSVR 2. And as you mentioned about PlayStation Home, Unreal Engine 5 is going to be such a key component in, in games going forward. You know, it's just making life so much easier for developers. And the returns is just immaculate compared to what they used to spend, you know, days and days, even months or even years in some cases on um, developing in terms of visuals, fidelity, graphics, you know, how realistic the world would look. They can pretty much do it at a click of a button now. You know, they can change landscapes and make it look photorealistic with hardly, well, not, hardly any effort but in comparison to previous years they can do it like that and well, as team more, kill media spoke about it last week as well how easy it was yeah. to uh put the the mega scans into the game yeah yeah exactly you know especially with the and the amount of pixels that are just on the screen now which is pretty much just infinite it's like you don't have to worry about bottlenecks really anymore you can mm. just create whatever you want to create and the fact is that you know they're pretty much going to be giving this technology to the hands of the public, you know, just to make anything what they want. I mean, you heard, um, you heard Tim Sweeney talk about here about the brands uh, creating creative and immersive experiences for creators. You know, I mean, this has given us the power to actually contribute to this world. Um, and I'm going to be, it's going to be really fascinating to see what, you know, indie developers uh, can help create into this world, which will then obviously inspire uh, what the mainstream will then have. But um, <clears throat> it's all, to me, gearing towards a better experience in VR, you know, utilizing uh, Unreal Engine 5 and the like. So the fact that Sony is going to be putting there, you know, a massive stake, well, a sizable stake, you know, especially with the platform and backing that they have, it can only mean good things can only mean good things and it could be out then they can actually create these experiences relatively quickly um <clears throat> and they have the power to do so you know it's so this is just good i'm just i'm so hyped up about this man this I is i want to give you some math alex this is just really quick uh, oh, definitely definitely yeah. okay so i think it's obviously more but yeah. i just thought let me just do this at a base room <laughs> okay. so sony uses unreal engine mm -hmm. they sell 10 million copies at 60 dollars each yeah that's $600 million in revenue. Epic now take 5% of royalties for use the use of the engine because it's not a flat rate fee. So they're yep. now paying 30 million. Now, again, that's just quick math, right? If it's a royalty fee of 5% or 10% or 12%, it's even more. Epic store on PC is 12%. So I wouldn't be surprised if the console is actually higher than 5%. Yep. 
do you think, based on that paragraph as well, that Sony are investing so they don't have to pay? Because they won't have to pay now. They own, they're an owner, they're a shareholder of Epic. They're not yeah. paying for the engine. Are they going to look at it and think, <laughs> we don't need to make bespoke engines anymore. We're just going to yeah. use Unreal Engine 5. We don't have to pay fucking royalties. I think you've hit the nail right on the head right there. You know what I mean? It just makes it a lot cheaper for them. I think they will have to pay some royalties just because they have to, um, but it will be considerably less than if it was URI or any new developer uh, coming into the gameplay. But, and not only that, I mean, they're going to be, they're, they're part of the, the, the board now, aren't they? You know, so any new technology, any ways to make mm. this existing technology more efficient, they're going to be privy to first. So... You know, they're, they're, they're making sure that they're still going to be at the cost, even though um, Unreal is pretty much open for everyone to utilize. They're making sure that they're going to be at the forefront of making sure they can get the best quality experiences out there before anyone else. And it is the perfect play. Really is good, you know, especially when they've been, you know, throwing money left, right, and center, purchasing what the likes of uh, Bungie what, and everything. Bungie. Yeah, yeah, this is just a great one. Obviously, they didn't purchase the whole of Epic. I mean, that would have been Epic. Yeah, <laughs> that'd have been more than Activision. <laughs> what? <the laughs> well, think about it. They spent a billion dollars yeah. for three percent extra on what they already had. Yeah, billion dollars, Alex, for just ah, mad. Mad, insane, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that was that's epic, and that's Sony with the epic story and Lego as well, you know, Lego contributing. So it's gonna be interesting to see how Lego, you know, incorporates themselves into uh, the epic universe and using Unreal 5, and obviously with the uh, massive library of brands that they're associated with. Just recently, they've got Star Wars, the Star Wars saga, the um, Skywalker saga, which is available. Mm -hmm. So Lego's just going from strength to strength. So the fact that they're going to be incorporated Unreal means are they going to be, or are they, I'm not sure actually, are they utilizing Unreal at the moment? They probably are. Um, but the fact is that they could be incorporating that into a, a metaverse. <laughs> I laugh because uh, <laughs> Fortnite, Fortnite is epic. So Fortnite took building out. So I wasn't surprised Lego came in. The McAllen, in collaboration with Mogwai, the coming together of two celebrated Scottish names to honour the oldest ever single malt whiskey from the McAllen. The Reach is an 81-year-old single malt which reflects the McAllen's history, ingenuity and unmistakable strength of character. The brand has collaborated with Mogwai to compose an original song to pay homage to The Reach. Discover more at themacallan.com. Must be 18 or over. Please savour the McAllen responsibly. Visit bedrinkaware.co.uk for the facts. Whether you're searching for record players or pianos, how you pay matters. Visa helps protect you from payment fraud online. Visa, a network working for everyone. Uh, so uh, this past week, uh, during the Kingdom of Hearts 20th anniversary event in Tokyo, uh, Square Enix debuted a new trailer announcing Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 will be the start of what is titled The Lost Master Arc. As seen in the trailer, it will be at least a partially, uh, at least partially set in uh, Quantratum, a location based in the Shibuya ward of Tokyo. Uh, fitting given tonight's event was held there at the Shibuya Hikaraki building. The girl featured a, um, 
Strelitzia uh, from the uh, Kingdom of Hearts Union X mobile game. I know there's a whole lot of Kingdom Hearts fans out there thinking, how the hell did you get that wrong? But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, people. This is the first time. <laughs> uh, Kingdom of Hearts 4, KH4, as it will now be known, uh, looks to be taken on a more realistic art style compared to the past entries in the series. Kingdom Hearts 3 used Unreal Engine 4, so there's a speculation that Kingdom Hearts 4 will use Unreal Engine 5. No release dates or window were provided, only that the game is in current development. And I'm sure there's a whole lot of fans who are jumping over the moon and wondering what direction are they going to go, you know, because... It's Three different. words, mate, from me. No shit even. <laughs> I don't like Kingdom Hearts. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you like Kingdom Hearts. The game is just present presented in such a poor way with trailers. Like the music is... I can't, if you can't make the effort to make a banging trailer then I'm not interested. But this one obviously did really, really well. So uh, yeah. it looked crazy, though. Have you seen it? It looks proper insane. I've look into it. But, like, I'm glad that it's uh, it's getting everybody excited about it. And, yeah, it's a great franchise. You know, it's it's done a lot. It's And it's got Disney, you know, next to it. So, obviously, Disney is going to be just throwing a whole load of IP in there as much as they can. Wouldn't be surprised if we see Star Wars in there, if we see uh, more Goofy movie. What else is up? They got like Indiana Jones. There's so much stuff that they could throw into this um, this, in, um, this game franchise. But um, <clears throat> the fact that they're going to be potentially using Unreal Engine Five again, you know, we're just hearing more and more about UE Five. I mean, it's 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 the thing. It's the platform to be to be on, isn't it? Well, well, everything now. I think every single game that is in development that is going to use a middleware engine, ninety percent of them will use Unreal Engine Five. Mm-hmm. Some games will have in-house engines. Some will use Crytek. Some will use other ones. But it's safe to say that it's the precedents that will be set. You know, um, it's so easy, as we heard last week in the interview, to develop such detailed surroundings. And Nanite is where and Lumin Luminin Luminin is working amazing at the same yeah. time. So, yeah. It's just going to go strength to strength. And now that Unreal Engine 5 is available to everybody in its full capacity, mm. you're just going to see loads of games coming out for it now. So it's going to be cool. And if it speeds up development, then even better, because it shows just how you can just put, you You don't have to go through the process of downscaling mega scans. You can just import the mega scan straight yeah. in, you know? So it's going to be insane. I don't think it's going anywhere, either, you know, for a long time. I mean, obviously the way they developed UE5, I mean, obviously developers talked about, well, like, um, uh, the developers talked about it last week, sorry. Um, and they said uh, how it's not like a, a simple click over from uh, UE4 to UE5. Uh, but yeah, you do have to do some reworking. But obviously, they've incorporated that. So whenever they come out with UE6 or 7, it's just going to be an easy patch to kind of, well, it's going to be even easier for developers um, to move on with the tech. Uh, mm-hmm. It would essentially mean that they don't have to do as much work in terms of upscaling it in future games or developments or experiences. Amazing. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. But anyway, what have we got next, mate? What what what's what's this about Konami? Oh, mate. Oh, here we go. So uh, I don't know if I should be excited or cautious, or you know, I'm so scared just to read this next one. Number six. This week, Konami will release the long delayed eFootball 2022 update 1.00. Comes with a wealth of extra content, including the Dream Team mode and crucial gameplay improvements. I didn't want to go more about the story. That's basic. But I wanted to go over these two quotes from Konami. So this is Konami speaking. Driven by feedback received from our users, we have worked on fixing bugs, adjusting the game balance, and adding new elements to the game to make it even more enjoyable for our users. 
A new game mode called Dream Team will be introduced as part of the update, which will allow players to enjoy building their own team and take on other Dream Teams from around the world. Ellipsis. We were too focused on getting the game out on time. Okay. Somebody don't want to hear that. Well, you crazy, man. Uh, we were too focused on getting the game out on time that we lost sight of the most important thing, quality. Okay. Naturally, we were met. I can't stop laughing at that sentence. <laughs> what a sentence. You know what I mean? Sorry, Adam. We were too focused on getting the game out on time that we lost sight of the most. <laughs> okay. I'll be serious now. Woo! Right. Shit, <laughs> we were too focused on getting the game out on time that we lost sight of what was most important thing quality naturally we were met with critical reviews from the rightfully disappointed fans the development team has been hard at work since to regain the trust of our esteemed fans as well as to make the game even more enjoyable for soccer fans around the world i mean it's great that e-football is it's a service now they can keep building on it it's just i yeah. don't understand why it's taking so fucking long why is it taking so long? I know they've just obviously gone to Unreal Engine and this is a benefit for them. They've started early so they can work. They now have access to the full engine. Yeah. So we'll hopefully get to see um, like massive progression and faster updates. It's too long for updates, you know, so we'll so see the, how it goes. What was the last big update that I had from? The Evil? launch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hence update 1.00, you know what I mean? <laughs> the launch was the last real update, you know. So this is going to be how, big how for them. Feel, I mean, how do you feel? This is this is your baby, isn't it? So. I know. You know what it is. It's one of them where. How do I put this nicely? Um, if you're addicted to something, a substance or whatever, for example, the first stage is to acknowledge that you are, and then you work on your steps to get away with it. <laughs> yeah. So that was me with Pez. I realized after eFootball that I'm addicted to this franchise. So I need to step away and take the steps because this is a pile of shit. And then I went back to eFootball 2021 for a bit. And then I just stopped altogether. I thought, look, I'll, I'll try eFootball, but I'm not going to lie, man. If I pick up this eFootball 2022 and it's still yeah. shit. I'm happy I've managed to get through my stages to just play games without there being a football game. You know what I mean? So if I don't play a football game, I'm not playing a football game. That's the way it is. But it's an exciting, you know, between now and next year, it's really exciting because you have eFootball mm -hmm. constantly updating. You have EA and their FIFA game changing to EA Sports Football Club. And then yep. you have EFL. So you've got three different games um, to choose from on there. So there's no more. If I don't like FIFA, I have to play eFootball. There's now a new contender in the field. So it should be really interesting. But I'm happy update 1.0 is coming on. I will be talking about it next week when what we've been playing, because I will obviously give it a go. So we'll see how it is on that front. I look forward to hearing a disappointment. But anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, before we get into the charts, um, oh. we just want people to know that <clears throat> also this week, if you are a Patreon member, 
you get access to two extra shows each and every week. And this week on the latest rumors, we're talking about PlayStation VR 2 events. We're talking Ooh. about rumored games, rumored projects. Uh, it's a great episode. Go and listen to it. And a very detailed sales episode of the latest PSX where we break down March charts for game sales and downloads in specific detail VR free to play everything so head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest ps5 and this link is in the description and you can get access to those two episodes along with this early advertisement free and you also get to support the show but we'll move on to the charts alex are you ready because the run continues of another new number one in the chart you know so really really quick uh number 10 Last for last week in the UK is Minecraft, number nine, WW2K22, number eight, Animal Crossing New Horizons, number seven, Gran Turismo 7, number six, Elden Ring, number five, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, number four, Pokemon Legends Arceus, number three, FIFA 22, number two, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and number one, <laughs> Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Now, the reason I paused after number one is you've got two big facts about this Lego Star Wars launch, haven't you? And they're very impressive. They are impressive. So fact number one, this is indeed the biggest Lego launch of all time, ladies and gentlemen. And that is without digital sales. And That's fact insane. That is, that is insane. That alone is, I mean, come on. I mean, Lego's been around for some, it's been around for a minute, isn't it? I mean, it's been, it's pretty much crazy. Mm single console and we should really give it a lot more credit but obviously this is a testament to their legacy this being the biggest games and obviously one of the biggest franchises that they've actually ever tapped into mm. so um yeah man um oh, this is this is good news i can't believe it that means well we roll on to the next one <laughs> the bigger box launch it was sorry that which means this is fact number two uh that it's a bigger box launch than both Elden ring and horizon and Gran Turismo. And Gran Turismo. It's massive. What? That's how big this game was on launch. What? It'll be interesting to see how... I, I, I think the box numbers will have a higher percentage than digital. I think yeah. this is one where families go in or parents go in, yeah. they pick up the game and things like that mm-hmm. for their children. But yeah. it's just super impressive because this means it's bigger than the previous record holder, which was Lego Indiana Jones. It's bigger than yeah. any Batman game. Massive. Huge, huge. And like you said, I mean, this is going to be one of their evergreen titles, isn't it? I mean, this is the Skywalker saga. This is Star Wars, you know, in the in the unique uh, Lego fashion with their charm and, you know, graphics and everything like that. It's just a lot of fun, highly unoffensive. And like you said, it's for families. This, this I can see this game just staying in the charts for a very long time, especially Christmas or whenever there's a, like a new Star Wars TV show out there. But the fact that it kicked the crap out of Elden Ring Horizon <laughs> and you think, like, that's insane. Mm, definitely without a shadow of a doubt um and it's, it'll be really interesting i think it'll have a humongous drop off week two but i really want to see what its combined sales are with um digital you know yeah. it's going to be absolutely massive but there was another milestone this past week and that's yeah. a kind of console sales list in the uk was there, was there really yeah so uh, sony's playstation 5 is still pretty hard to get a hold of in the uk but it's still selling enough to now have eclipsed the Nintendo 64's lifetime numbers in the UK. Uh, According to Christopher Dring from gamesindustry.biz, not only has the PS5 outsold the N64 in the UK, but it is also snapping at the heels of Alex's baby, the Game Boy Advance. What? How dare you? 
<laughs> but I mean, it's always nice to see the hardware in the UK. And I have, I cannot believe just yeah. how tight PS5 stock has been in 2022. It, it is it, like this week, there's been more stock, but mm-hmm. there's just, there hasn't been anything in March at all. And Sony must be like, wow pissed off you know what i mean like a while yeah yeah i mean we did mention it on previous episodes but xbox right now is just killing it it's their season at the moment they've been they've been seeing the rumors are true man they dropped a check to get the priority and they are getting them because series x models came flying in not even the s people yeah it came flying back into the market across all territories for the month of march yeah so Absolutely. I mentioned the fact that um, the Lego Star Wars obviously has been tied in with uh, the Series X as well, so that's going to help uh, bolster mm-hmm. sales. Uh, I would have thought that Sony would have like tagged that along from time ago, but anyway. Well, we thought they had the components, remember, because they were bragging, yeah, we got 16 million. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shut yeah, up, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's going to be interesting to see when they're actually going to be you know, healthily restocking the shelves uh, mm-hmm. a bit more in spite of this whole uh, shortage. However, only time will tell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so there's a lot more really detailed March charts, game sales and downloads in our Patreon episode. Um, so head over there to have a look. But we're now going to move over to the letters. So mm-hmm. Alex, number one, we have Arvid from Oslo, Norway. What's up? Good kveld. I want to say that's how you say it. Okay, I don't know. From Norway. <laughs> Good kveld. From Norway. All right. How you doing? What was your gaming? Oh, this is a good one. What was your gaming setup for each PlayStation console? Hmm, interesting. Now you got to go back in time. So what he's asking is like, what was your setup for each PlayStation console? So PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. Yeah. Um, to be honest, for me, I don't think I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm a man of creature comforts. So I'm a creature of comfort. What's the term? Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You know, once I've got my setup, that's my shit. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so PlayStation 1, obviously, I had a TV and I had the PlayStation 1 and a couple of controllers. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> what about you? What did you have for yours? Oh, mate. Um, you tell me what you had because you would have had something crazy. <laughs> no, no. So PlayStation 1, it was uh, it was just in mine and my brother's room. We yep. had a TV in there. It was just hooked up. Uh, one would sit on the office desk. The other one would sit on the bottom bunk. Yep. And we just play PlayStation that way. Yeah. Um, PS2 mm-hmm. was in my bedroom. Um, again, set up to a TV. We would sit on beanbags that yep. time. So the evolution is happening ever so slowly. Yeah, yeah, nice. PS3, mm-hmm. Alex will remember this. Moved back down to Birmingham was the games room. Games, so we bro. had a games room, we had an L-shaped couch, yep. we had a sharp Aquos 1080p surround uh-huh. sound system 5.1 Dolby setup. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was a setup, man. That was all bought <laughs> for one game, Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. <laughs> and it was worth every <laughs> minute of it. They went really ham on the uh, Dolby, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then PlayStation 4 was same i think it was yeah it was still in that same games room it was all set up and then bought house and it became in the living room and then now playstation 5 sits in the living room behind the very expensive lg oled and it gets turned on when the kids go to bed because that's (laughs) how it is you know what i mean joke but um yeah it just gets played when it can you know what i mean uh what about yourself 
Yeah, it was the same, really. You know, I mean, I can't remember every single TV that there's been, but it's pretty much been the same setup. TV, uh, stand, and the console's just been on the floor or a table, side table, whatever. So that would be the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4, and the sound of the PlayStation 5. There's just, there's really no difference with it. Uh, I guess things will change when we start moving to the PSVR 2, though. You know, so that's going to be a completely different setup. You know, obviously that's just going to be, I pretty much, I think I will actually just literally live in the PSVR 2 world because the headset's going to look gorgeous with that AMOLED screen. <clears throat> Why would anybody want to leave? Mm. <laughs> Especially with the Tempest audio as well. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it is what it is. You know what, what that's a great question, uh, Arvid. You know, thank, thank you for asking us what type of uh, setup we have. But um, yeah, Definitely. And then um, we'll move on to number two. We'll come back to these shows. Sammy from Norwich in England, down yeah. south, southeast, I think. Which game exceeded your expectations the most? <laughs> so is that specifically for PlayStation consoles? Anything. It can be anything. Let's say anything. What game did, uh, did you not? think was going to do it for you but then actually did Uh, okay um number one right now would be uh no there's two that come to mind okay so number one on the playstation side of things it would be last of us 2 didn't think it was going to be that great you know i thought the game was just going to be i know i get what you mean i get what you mean Uh, i understand that because i said that about god of war ragnarok didn't i that it's going to disappoint and then i was worried the last of us 2 wouldn't I thought, okay, it's just going to be more Last of Us. It's not going to exceed it, but it, the level it did shocked me. But I know I understand what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they really went in. Unlike uh, the Nintendo side, obviously, you know, I'm a diehard Nintendo fan. Uh, it would be Breath of the Wild. I thought that game was just going to be another hack and slash Zelda game, but it was just something else entirely. You know, I mean, that that literally changed lives. So those were the two games for me. And yes, I do need to dive into God of War so I can have the same experience that I'm sure a lot of you are having as well, thinking that God of War is the most game-changing game of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, for those, for right now, those are, those are the two for me. How about you? Um, for me, I think the game that exceeded my expectations the most would probably be The Walking Dead, a Telltale game series. Walking now, Dead. it was literally um i put it i just bought it on no i wanted something like mass effect which i wanted to make decisions which change the story i wanted something like that right Mm -hmm. and walking dead loads of people talk about it season two was already out and i was like you know what i've never played it i might as well so i bought it in sale picked it up yeah i thought yeah it's gonna be okay it's gonna let me do things but Man, oh man, yeah. this game X was the definition of exceeding expectations. If you not have not played a Telltale's Walking Dead, play it. What a game, what a narrative, what a story. Unbelievable. I haven't played it. The only Telltale game, actually, I've played a few, the Batman series and the Wolf Among Us. That was pretty good, actually. That was... Nah, that was shit, but Batman's good. All right, because that was the first one I actually played, like, you know, that... Mm. Serious. Well, Batman, freaking hell, the enemy within. Hey, come on now. Yeah, Batman's great, but Walking Dead takes it to a whole nother level, man. It's so good. The, the narrative is so, 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 so good. Definitely one to keep an eye on. But, whoa, see what I did there. 
What to keep an eye on, Alex? Nice little segue. Nice little segue. What we got? So in this segment, we highlight a game that um, not that many eyes are on, and we try to keep an eye on it. Really, you know, it can be already released. It can be upcoming. Two weeks ago, we did Arctic Awakening. Last week, we did Deliver Us the Moon, which was already out. This week, and it's coming out really, really soon. It's Trek to Yomi, releasing May two thousand and twenty-two. Published by Devolver Digital and developed by Flying Wild Hog. Now, a lot of people should have seen this by now, but if you haven't, mm-hmm. Trek to Yomi is a story about a protagonist, Hiro Hiroki, who finds himself in Yomi, the Shinotu land of the dead. As he battles his way through, Hiro wonders about the violence that has overtaken his life. So he's co- what you're doing, he's conflicted with and stuff like that. But what makes this game stand out so much is that it's played in a 2D plane, so it's a 2D game, but it's stunning. But the game really focuses on its blacks, whites, and grays. Uh, so basically, you would have seen it if you've played Ghost of Tsushima in the Kurosawa mode. It's that, but this game looks stunning. It's violent. It looks realistic. It really goes to work on the black and whites, um, and it really stands it out by bringing shadows into play in those black and whites so uh the link to the trailer for trek to yomi is in the description of this podcast so just click that link to go to the trailer to see what you think about the game it does look unique it does look different it does look stunning and it's out beginning of may so not long to go it looks sick, but we really underplayed it, man. The game looks freaking amazing, man. I know, I know. I don't want it because it might play like dog shit. So I'm just like, yeah, let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> but it, I, I have a feeling this game will be stunning. I think it's going to be hard like Sifu. So get yourselves ready. You know what I've heard people talk about is the um, the fact that it's all in grayscale. It's all black and white, which is nice. You know, really old school. It's only if they could actually just like them make the blood like red and like really highlight it on the screen, that'd be freaking amazing. You know, when you actually see that cuts and stuff. It'll be uh, interesting, you know, to see if they um add oh. things to it later, but I doubt it. But it would it would it would be cool on that one. You know what would be cool? If what we you get this next question wrong, because we're going into Jeopardy, Alex. We are going into Jeopardy. Are you <laughs> ready? Always. So you're listening to a podcast, huh? Got your headphones on. That's nice. You know one time I got a dice stuck in my ear? It was not pretty, don't ask how it happened. Anyway, you may know me from this little game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, you, you don't. Okay, well, uh, let me paint you a picture. It's wizards, dragons, weapons-grade explosives, big old guns, little young swords. Yeah, it's awesome. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Available now on the Epic Games Store. Your Jeopardy question for this week is this PlayStation 1 character. He just wanted to make a friend. <laughs> but the intentions could have been seen through. Uh. This PlayStation 1 character just wanted to make a friend, but the intentions could have been seen through. Mm. You look stumped, mate. You look stumped. Yeah, for those who can't actually, uh, who are not watching this and listening to one podcast, remember it's available everywhere. Yes. I am looking at Alex right now in via Zoom, and he is struggling this week on a PlayStation 1 character that just wanted to make a friend, but the intentions could have been seen through. Uh, so we're talking about a character that was only on the PlayStation 1. I mean, that's a throwback and a half, dude. Yeah, so you got to think about it. The PlayStation 1 character just wanted to make a friend, but the intentions could have been seen 
through. I'm going to have to rush you on this one. Oh, I finally get to use that line on you. So we're going to count down from 10. The slow things out a little bit. Um, uh, so, oh, this is a question for you, dude. I mean, this this is your this is your era, man. PlayStation One. You would have known this inside out. However, the uh, the one clue that does stick out to me is the fact that uh, the intentions could have been seen through. Yeah, now the not maybe the intentions, but the seen through part is uh, it's making me think of one throwaway character which most people would pretty much think of i'm gonna throw it out there but just in case uh and if it's not well you know let me i'll take the l on this one but i do believe that the uh the character with that scene through is actually not a living character so um yeah. a ghost of some sort so now he wants to make a friend now there is only one character that is who wants to really be friendly who wasn't in an r-rated game um, and they also had a movie back in the day. I can't remember exactly when it was, but <laughs> it was pretty big when it came out. Anyway, my answer, I'm sure I've already burned through the 10 seconds, is uh, it's going to be Casper. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> what? It is. It is. <laughs> oh, my God. How oh, in God's green earth. Oh, you know I thought that, I had you this week. Literally a shot in the dark, man. I think I'm, I must be channeling your PlayStation encyclopedia genius levels. I can't believe that, man. I thought make. I thought oh, that. seriously, Casper. Yeah, it's a game. I thought to myself. I thought right, PlayStation One character. He's gonna think Rayman and all that yeah. shit like that. And he just wanted yeah. to make a friend, but the intentions could have been seen through. I thought he might think that's a bad guy trying to be good or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sake. Well, yes, it's good. And um, yeah, man, Casper, Casper the friendly mother loving ghost. Ooh. Thank you for PG showing. Yeah, come on, you have to, you have to call something harder than that if you want to take me down. <laughs> Even though Ooh. that shut in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well done, man. Well done. It was indeed Casper, a game that released on PlayStation One. And Casper's end game in the film and in the game is just to make a friend. But you can see through him and his intentions are seen through. See what I did there? But yep, Casper, the friendly ghost. That's what you're doing there. Nice. Ed okay. the tables are now turned. Uh-oh. The going to be firing in your direction. Can you get this stumper in this week's PlayStation quiz? Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can always get in touch with us if you want to try and stump this PlayStation genius here. And we have a question from, or well, we don't have the name this week. However... The question this week is actually going to put you on your toes, and I don't believe you're going to be able to do it, man. So you might as well sit back and take an L on this one. Let's just see. I will never take an L, mate, ever. Well, I haven't, I haven't had an L yet, and I'm not having an L. PlayStation <laughs> knowledge. Don't take right the piss. Don't take the piss. The first, the first word begins with an L. So let's not look back. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, a question, but forward. Okay, so can like this? Can you name five new hardware features? on the PSVR 2 headset. Five new hardware features that you can name on the PSVR features. Hardware features. I'm really going yeah. on this one because- The vent. Okay, the vent, the single cable. Yeah. Inside out tracking, nice. lens dial, yes. uh, headset feedback. Oh, I'm sorry, can't take that. It's headset haptic feedback. It's the same thing. Shut up, mate. You're trying to get that out. Boom. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Vent. 
Both. New hardware Both. feature, single cable hardware feature, inside out tracking, lens style, headset feedback. Really cool, really good, man. Really good. I like, I like that. I like, I like what you did right there. Okay, then, Ladies and gentlemen, you know how to get in touch. The latest PS5 at gmail.com if you want to find a question which is going to stump this guy, or at latest PS5 if you're on Twitter. Come on. Well, Alex, what a show that has been this week. Uh, you know, we've gone through loads of news. We've gone through Jeopardy. We've gone through letters. We've gone through the charts, everything. We're now going to go and record that previously talked about the Rumor Mill show where we're going to go over the latest rumors in the video game industry this week. And we're going to record another show where we go over the most detailed March charts that you're going to get. And that's all available to our Patreons who help support our show and are a part of our community. You can click the link in the description to join that Patreon. With that being said, Alex, do you have any final comments this week? Yes, if anybody who's listening has any comments about anything that we've talked about, from from the Sony's investing, from the exciting PSVR 2 updates, uh, Control bringing back uh, the classic that is Max Payne, and the PS, um, PS5 obviously winning big at the BAFTAs. If you've got any comments, if you want to share some of your knowledge, maybe we've got it right or wrong, let us know in the comments section below. But until then, make sure that you strap up. That's the word of advice. Right. <laughs> I've, my final comment is a question. Okay. Do you remember Casper's brother's names? Oh, <laughs> they weren't in the game. <laughs> Do you remember the names? Quick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Do you remember any of the names? Just give me one. Uh, stinky. Stinky indeed. Uh, they were Stretch, Fatso, and Stinky. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a Casper podcast, I promise. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. We're off to record the rumor mill and the latest PSX. Thank you and good night, everybody. Come on, eFootball. I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions, and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support.